The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where we tell the untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by the marketers who built them. I'm your hoster and founder of OH Partners, Scott Harkey. And today we're going to hear about the components of a powerful brand ethos. Joining us today is Jill Stelfox, who's the CEO and executive chairperson at Panzura, which is, I don't know, she told me about this company, but they're doing a ton of stuff. I noticed they were an Inc. 5000 company like we were a few years ago, really more in like the cloud, high tech data space. And they had a really cool rebrand reset that we're going to discuss. So I'm going to let Jill talk more about the company because she's way smarter about it than I am. Okay, today, Jill and I are going to talk about the ethos of refounding your brand. Okay, here's my conversation with Jill Stelfox, the CEO and executive chairperson at Panzura. Hey, Jill, what's going on? Not much. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you on. So we, we talked a little bit before the show, but man, you guys purchased a company and you... You did more than a rebrand, which I love, like more than a reset. Like you did some major work. Talk to us a little bit about that process and what gave you the idea to, to do this. So, um, yeah, we call it refounding, refounding and rebranding. So, we bought Panzera two and a half years ago, right at the start of COVID. And we did it because we loved the technology. And just super quick, the technology is um, both storage and data management. So we take real-time files that people are using and want to collaborate on. Think about x-rays that you get taken at a hospital and they need to go to your doctor and things need to get written on them. We take those files in real time and we move them all around the world for where they need to be, when they need to be. So we work with large enterprises and it's really important things that we work with. And so we loved the technology because it could really change an industry the kind of like storage data industry that hasn't been changed in 20 years, we could totally change it. So when we bought the company, it was kind of a bro culture techie thing. And it wasn't cool. And there was no vision. And customers didn't understand the value. So all of it needed to be fixed, which is why we call it refounding. Like we had to do all of it. I love that word refounding. And obviously like any smart business person, you found something that was great, a great technology and you are giving it life and and letting it live its full potential. And I understand when you're talking about a broke culture, I had a lot of people at Uber in the beginning. So I think I understand what you're saying there reading between the lines. And that that word refounding, that, that makes a ton of sense 
I like to say all the time, like resets are part of life. And I love brand resets because a lot of times if you're, you're building a house and or you have a major project that needs rehab and, and people understand this, you can go kind of like fix the rehab. But most contractors be like, we got to start over. Like the foundation sucks. So that makes sense. And, you know, you read about core values and I'm a big fan of, of understanding principles and core values that really can empower marketing and communication. So it sounds like it's a lot of that kind of stuff. Could you walk us through maybe your process a little bit more to what you call the refounding? Yeah. So we started with this idea of if you're going to change an industry that hasn't been changed in 20 years, you better have a vision for how to do it. And that for us translated into kind of this brand promise that we came up with, that we want to create a world that's safe for data. We don't want to keep data safe, which is what everybody else is trying to do. We want to create a world where it starts off being safe instead of having to come back later and do it. And if we want to do something that's really revolutionary, especially in tech, you have to hire the best and the brightest people, 100%. And so if you're going to do that, you better have values, core values that make a difference to that group of people. And so we started with the brand promise and went very quickly to values. And that starts with our number one value, which is bring your weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. How many values do you have? Five. Five. That's perfect. You don't want any more than five. I read this whole value book the other, multiple value books, the latest one, insane. Five values. Okay. And they're all like unique and cool and different, easy to remember. Can you tell us your values? Yep. So it's uh, bring your weird, clear the road, be relentless about impact. And the other two are really around accountability. Relentless about impact is about customers. And the other two are around accountability, which is do what you can. And then the last one, important value is throw me the ball which is actually, if you think about how we word these things, it's really about the individual taking control. And throw me the ball is the one about, look, I can handle it. Give it to me. I'll do it. Versus catch the ball, which means you wait for a problem and then you do something. And so we really focus on the action part of our values. And what's super cool, by the way, is people wear shirts with our values on it. They have mugs. They do all kinds. I got a Christmas ornament that said, bring your weird on it, that somebody just handcrafted. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's what you're doing. I think people forget how important internal marketing is, right? We're so focused on trying to get external stuff and new customers, but like the biggest win is your internal people being excited about what you're doing. And then they become your your brand advocates and spokespeople and, and recruitment tools externally. I love those value ones. We have one that's, it's, uh, we rally. And yeah. we love that. Like we rally, like there's a pitch, like we rally. There's a client that has a problem. I mean, we're in professional services, right? At, at agency, we rally. And there's always kind of that one that like people like kind of are attracted to. Could you give us an idea from a growth standpoint? You can maybe talk percentages if that's more comfortable. But obviously, you're an Inc. You know, five thousand company. We we were an Inc. Uh, five thousand company for nine straight years in a row. We I didn't make it this last year. I was pretty. I wanted that ten year in a row. But before you came to the company, and then now after, as you refounded the company, could you give us an idea of the, of the growth that's come with that? Yeah, 
this is my fundamental belief. If you have a brand promise and then you have great values and you can get all your people like you just mentioned, right, to like get behind it and say it out loud, believe in it, then you make a huge difference. 485% growth in the two and a half years that we bought the company and we're profitable. Like it's a big deal in the tech industry. Holy shit. That's insane. I have to say, holy shit. That's insane. It's insane. So what number were you on Inc? 1343. Wow. You almost cracked that 1000. That's amazing. I do want to ask like more specifically around how did you come up with the brand truth about the protecting data? Did you do consumer research? Did you talk to customers? Like how did you settle in on that? Would you call it a brand Promise. Brand promise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I call them brand truths, but yeah, brand promise. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's our brand truth. Yeah. So when we bought the company, I have a co-founder or co-refounder. His name is Dan. Dan and I have worked together for 20 years. And so we decided we literally would call every single customer. And there was at the time about 300 customers. So we literally divided the list in half and started dialing for dollars. And we got an earful. Customers would say to us, we love this product so much, but if we could get it from anyone else on the planet, we would. Your people are rude. They are horrible. They don't care. And then I would ask them, what do you use us for? What are you doing with Panzera? And they would say, it's our most important data. It has to be safe. It has to be available. It has to be all these things. And that became, it literally, we came together after this marathon of calls and looked at each other and we're like, wait a minute, we can't keep anything safe because it's too, these customers are too big and the amount of data is so much. It's never going to be safe, but it can be in a place that is safe. And if we can create a world that is safe for data, then we could clearly articulate why to use us. And so that became kind of like our thing. And it started this idea of opposites. Instead of keeping data safe, we're going to keep a world, we're going to create a world that's safe for data. It's why we're like, instead of talking about catch the ball, it's throw me the ball It became this world of opposite for us from a marketing and branding standpoint. And what's funny is people remember something that's different. They really do. And so we were very, like our number one value that people know us for is bring your weird. And we are super weird. And we decided we would lean into it like holistically. And we put that stuff out into social media and and our customers are like, wait, you had a Lego building contest. We want to do a Lego building contest with you. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Which that has makes... nothing to do with our brand, right? But it's so No, fun. but it does. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, look, you can have product differentiation as a brand or you can have personality differentiation. You've created both. And that's pretty cool. Like a lot of times people can do one or the other where they have their products are all similar. Like a look at all the banks that we use. I mean, the very little product differentiation in banks. They can try to say they have it. They really don't. Rocket Mortgage was pretty successful in the finance world of creating product differentiation. But brand differentiation from a personality standpoint can be a huge thing. You've done both. It makes sense, the, the growth. That's really cool. 
There's so much more I want to get into with you, and I'm going to save some to our next episode. The second thing I heard from you, which I think is amazing that everybody should take their notepad out if you're a marketer, your salespeople have customer insights. You as a marketer or as a CEO need customer insights. The cheapest form of research is calling customers and talking to them and asking them what is wrong or right with your company. They'll tell you. I mean, you can ask them straight up. What are the three things we're doing well? What are the three things we're terrible at? It's so important. I mean, a lot of times people will hire us to do all these, you know, brand research stuff and talk to customers, come up with these brand reports. And if I ever have a pitch where I'm pitching a piece of business, I grab a video camera with people and I go to the place and I talk to their customers on camera and I play it back to them. And then I come up with campaigns based on what their customers are saying. And that's what agencies are really good at in a lot of ways of really understanding customer behavior and and human behavior and consumer insights. We represent the consumer. Brands understand their brand, or at least they should, of who they are today, who they want to be aspirationally. So you did both. So I love that you got a damn list and called all of your customers to really get a feel for what they were saying. Okay, I'm over time. And we have more we want to get into. We have a badass CEO on the phone who's growing companies at almost 600% with hundreds of employees by changing the little things inside out, not just with catchy marketing campaigns. So I love that. But we are going... Huge thanks to Jill. We're going to wrap that episode up, this first episode of the Rebrand Podcast. Huge thanks to Jill Stelfox, CEO and Creative Chairperson at Panzura, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Jill and I are going to discuss brand building in cybersecurity. A lot of cybersecurity talk right now, obviously. So we're going to dive into that. If you can't wait till our next episode and like to learn more about Jill, you'll find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact them on Twitter, where the handle is twitter.com backslash Jill Stellfox. You can also visit their company website at panzura.com. That's P-A-N-Z-U-R-A.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you did not have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to the rebrandpod.com where we'll have all the summaries of our episodes and contact information for our guests. Good work, guys, on providing that for the listeners. Um, You can subscribe to our newsletter or if you want to talk about the most impactful marketing campaign, you can apply to be a guest speaker on the Rebrand Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. We're on everything. The handle is at rebrandpod. It's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the fun stuff. I put out a lot of content on all the social channels so you can find me as well at SharkyAZ on Twitter. Also, Scott Harkey on LinkedIn or Instagram or all the fun stuff. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing campaign brilliance in your podcast feed, we'll publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button, please, in your podcast app. And we'll be right back at you the next business day. Like I mentioned before... I love it because I'm at the gym and then boom, I get that notification, new podcast feeds out. Maybe I want to listen to it. Maybe I don't, but it's there when I want it. Okay, that's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 